This episode of Street Focus is powered by FreshBooks. Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today I'm pleased to share a conversation with Canadian photographer Mark Ryerson, who lives in Calgary. Mark is not a famous photographer, and street photography is still kind of new to him. I think he started about a year ago. And um, and it's about at that time that he embarked in a 100 Stranger Portrait Project, which he recently completed. And many of you, the listeners, take part in similar projects, and some of you may be intimidated to actually get started. So I thought it would be a perfect opportunity to have a candid conversation about such an endeavor with Mark and uh, find out... What were, the cha- what were the challenges and, and the rewards and so forth. So, Mark, welcome. Hi, Valerie. Thank you for having me on your show. It's very excited to be here. Well, I'm, I'm so glad because I, I saw your, your beautiful uh, portraits and uh, you kind of took the, in my opinion, you took portrait, street portraiture to another level because, uh, um, and people will see that on the, the samples that you will Uh, provide for the show notes that those portraits are um, the professional quality you treated each each stranger the same as you would have a a client uh, on a on a portrait session so I was so impressed so I think thought what a great opportunity so tell us a little bit about who you are and when did you start photography in general um I, like you said, I'm, I'm in uh, Canada. I'm in Calgary, Alberta, so in the western uh, part of the country, uh, just before the Rocky Mountains. So we uh, get a lot of winter up here. Uh, <laughs> still kind of breaking out of winter now. Um, so it's challenging for, for what I do, the street photography uh, and portraiture, because it gets kind of cold. Uh, I started general photography. I started quite a long time ago, probably. Uh, I'm Got a. I started with a Rebel SLR, so I actually did start with film. Um, probably when I was sixteen, seventeen. Okay. Um, I just got a Rebel with a kit lens, and it didn't. I didn't do it a ton, mostly because I couldn't afford to. Um, it I had got a, expensive. You had to uh, really pay attention to every single uh, shutter click <laughs> in those days. Exactly, <laughs> and I, and I was running mostly in in. Uh, green mode, the automatic, fully automatic, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, what I found when I went to digital is it, it's so much easier to do the learning curve when yeah. you get that feedback, and that, that's a consistent message across, yeah. I've heard time and time again, and it was true for me. Uh, actually, I had a friend that worked in a photo lab, and she would get me um, black and white, real black and white film, and then would send it to a, a lab to develop with black and white chemicals, as opposed to a color process black and white and I love that aesthetic uh, so mm-hmm. it kind of got me hooked on black and white and then um, I a few years later had the opportunity to go to Yosemite National Park and saw the Ansel Adams exhibits there from all his famous stuff and that really hooked me on black and white and kind of stirred a little bit with me but I honestly left photography for years just through life got busy and uh, it was last year oh no sorry well, three years ago, I, I bought um, my Canon 60D as a graduation present when I uh, finished uh, a late finish in my post-secondary education, 
and was doing all sorts of photography, lots of my kids, uh, landscape, whatever, just except street. I didn't do street because I didn't, I was very uncomfortable carrying my camera in my hometown. Yeah. Um, and then uh, last year I started, I just, on a whim, I started this Hunter Strangers project. I saw an article on DPS and I'm like, hmm, that looks interesting and extremely challenging. And uh, I just started with it. So, so you went just, I mean, overnight going from something that you were scared of approaching people in the street I mean shooting street in general to even that extra step of approaching strangers to starting actually such a big project mm -hmm. yeah uh, was it was it in a way to get over that fear quickly um it, I just wanted the challenge I I, I after doing well like I kind of I don't really want to say I got bored but <clears throat> excuse me uh I just wasn't finding The invigor being invigorated by some of the other photography stuff that I would like the genres, landscape and stuff because I saw such amazingly beautiful work already and I'm like, nothing I can do will match that. I, I don't have the skill, I don't have the patience, I don't have the time to, to put it to be that good. So what can I do that's a little bit different? Um, and, and then, so that was sort of part of the reason why um, I moved to doing portraiture on the street and I, to be honest I'm still not comfortable doing it it still terrifies me after um, well over 100 people that I've shot now uh, but it's addicting the there's a rush that I get it's it's, it's a pure euphoria I one in, in my stranger project I uh, we part of the deal on Flickr part of the group was They, they wanted a story of how you approached, what you talked about if you wanted to. They left it kind of open, but they wanted some story. They wanted background into the mm -hmm. into the photo, so it just wasn't a photo. And I wrote in there one that it, it, it's like uh, it's it's like being on, I, I assume it being on drugs. It gives you such a rush that when you get, when you make that connection with somebody, and especially when it's a really positive one and, and they're smiling and there's like a really high energy um, interaction. It's amazing. Like, and that's what, that's what drives me past my fear and drives me to continue doing it. It's yeah. a, is a crazy euphoria of, of getting these conversations. Yeah. So is, is talking to strangers in general without even the camera out was it something you were comfortable with or or not no. something you'd do i mean like for me it's yes there is a step between talking to a stranger at a coffee shop and then pulling out your camera and asking if you can do a portrait but mm -hmm. it's that much easier if you're already talking with everybody around you i talk with strangers all the time uh about different things you know the new coffee flavor or their cool glasses mm -hmm. so uh but for you i have a feeling that wasn't so No, not at all. I, I'm I'm a self-proclaimed introvert. Mm. I prefer to observe, and even in groups of people that I know, really, um, okay, I will I will not I won't often be the center of the conversation. I won't I don't not um, participate, but I tend to hang back. And my nature is to hang back and watch. And if something catches my interest, then I'll come into whatever's going on. But um, I'm more observational by nature, so this 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 project is is not 
naturally my personality at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so you were, yeah, so you really went out of your comfort zone to try something new. Because really, you were kind of in a rut. You were touching a little bit of everything um, for photography genres, from photographing your children to landscape. But there was nothing that really stuck with you until no. you started this. Yeah, exactly. Th that's awesome. So overall, so you did it meet your expectations? Did the project challenge you in all the ways you expected or even more? Way more. Way more. I, I, uh Yeah, it's it, it it changed me in ways that I did not expect. It it benefited me in ways that completely blew my expectations out of the water. Mm -hmm. I did, actually, to be honest, I don't know what I expect. I just wanted to get better. I wanted to get better portraiture. Yeah, and I I think uh, you know self judging. I think I I I'm, I have got better. Um, I, I think my generally I'm pretty happy with what my results. There's occasionally you're like, yeah, but I you know try to keep pushing. Um, but what one of the things that I didn't expect that I, to come from this is the connection with people has been uh, fantastic. The empathy that I've that kind of grows in you when you talk to people and you just. They're just people. People are just people. They're just like you, and they're a little bit apprehensive when you approach them. But usually, when you you know you come with a smile on your face, and you just come open, and I think that's like the key is is your is so much for me, especially is so much the approach. And I, I've done it when I've been sort of in a bad sort of a bad mood, um, and it becomes a little bit harder. But as soon as you can kind of project that confidence to those to someone that you're coming up to and approach with a smile, people respond and they, and, and their faces light up often when you, when I think maybe they recognize that you're, you're getting that they're getting this kind of close attention. I don't know. And yeah. the I, empathy I mean, I, is really is what's, what's grown. Yeah. So, so what is your approach? Okay. You, you're head out, you, you bring just uh, one camera, you, one lens and you, you hit the streets. Yeah. What's, uh, yeah. what's, what's, what do you look for? Huh. I don't know. That's to be honest. I don't know. I've, I've asked myself that a hundred times. I've been asked that. I don't know. I wander. I, my city's full. Like, as I shoot 90% of my shots for these people are, um, during lunch hour. So I don't always have the best, typically the best light, but being in an urban center, Midday isn't a big deal because the reflections and shadow is just it. There's light modifiers everywhere, so that's I haven't had an issue with the light. Um, so I I wander and look for people that stand out at the corporate crowd. We got a lot of black pants, black jackets. Um, so if there's a lot of black, if there's a a woman that's with dressed really nice and you know maybe bright red lipstick that sort of just slightly different than the, the crowd. My eye will go to those. Um, the last three um, strangers I shot outside of the project or after the project uh, totally broke the corporate mold. Um, actually, two were makeup artists, so mm -hmm. they had a very unique um, style. <laughs> It was very different than the corporate. And the, another one was a an aspiring rapper and he had some pretty funky clothes and then a hat and glasses. So 
I look for people that stand out of, out of the normal yeah. uh, stream that flows around me. Mm-hmm. And um, any anyone in particular stands out? What what in the, in what the was 100th? the scare? What was the yeah in the project or even since then? Um, I, what was like the scariest approach? Mm. Was there one that stands out where you like totally? hesitated and said should i do this or or not and then you went for it so many so many <laughs> um one so i i i made the personal decision to not sh to generally not shoot uh performers and anybody that i perceived to be homeless mm -hmm. um the homeless factor is because i just don't feel like i could i have anything to give them Uh, nothing of value that I, my photography will, will benefit them in any way. They, it's just the way that I, I, I feel for that. However, I did, I do think I got one. Um, there was a guy, he was sitting on a bench, an older gentleman. Uh, actually, I think he was 64. Uh, his name was Clark. And I hesitated for a long time because I couldn't decide if he was homeless or not. Uh, and then I, I guess I must have decided maybe he wasn't. I went to talk to him and I not, I, I don't, I think he was, uh, he sort of had just lost his job because he was older and, uh, but he had a really positive outlook in life. We had a great conversation. I talked to him for like probably close to 40 minutes. Um, so that was, that one I had a lot of hesitation mm -hmm. uh, because he was sitting, I had the opportunity to, to deliberate with myself. So often the people I see are moving. Mm -hmm. So you, if you don't, And I've missed so many because of that. You 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 see them like, oh, that's you know, I really like that look, and then you hesitate and they're gone. Yeah, and you pass the moment and then yeah, you're toast. So there's only been a few where I've had the the uh, opportunity to to debate myself and then still have still get the approach. Mm -hmm. So most of the time it's not. So I've had more, so many missed opportunities. What what was the the happiest one? The happiest one. I have them all in front of me, so I'm just scanning them over. <laughs> That's hard because so many they're so unique in yeah. each in each one of their ways. Like I had this one this one that comes to mind, uh, Nathan, and he was a a, um, a mason. Uh, he was doing some brickwork on a building that they were renovating, and he's just a normal guy who was sitting there. He was smoking a pipe. That was kind of unusual, so I approached him and asked him about his pipe, and then I talked to him, and I had this long metaphysical conversation about, you know, um, you know, in layman's term because we're not astrophysicists, but um, like on um, this, it was it, it was crazy. It was a crazy conversation that totally caught me by surprise, and it was amazing. We had read similar strains of books on topics and. Um, uh, Yeah, it was it was that one that one caught me by the most surprise because I'm just like oh, I did not expect to have this intellectual conversation with a guy that was amazing. Yeah, interesting. How about the rejections? Ah, the re yeah. More Those, than you thought, or less? Um, maybe maybe more, maybe less. It depends. Mm -hmm. Kind of like I've read that about fifty percent of people don't talk to strangers so if I was my rejection rate was less than 50% so I guess it was better yeah but I think I had between 30 and 40 which is 30 40% yeah 
Well, that's um, that seems like a, a lot of ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it does hurt. It yeah, it does in a in a strange way. Yeah. Um, at first it was a little bit more. It, it was took a took different tolls as the project mm. progressed. It took a different toll on you. Yeah. Um, it went Good from point. sort of an intellectual toll in my mind, like oh that hurts, and as it went on, it became more about me. I felt like I was because because I'm introverted and such a huge effort of energy to to approach somebody like it just was such a mental effort to to do this that I felt like I was taking a this for lack of a better term this energy in my hands and and offering it to these people and saying you know please please talk to me will you please let me take your picture and then they would reject it so I would toss it's like I tossed a ball to them and they just let it drop and I don't get that back it just it was an expenditure for me and it and then it was gone so it, if you and there's a couple of times in the project where that happened you know three or four times in a row and you it I'm spent like I'm, I'm you become physically tired mm-hmm. because you just you've you've put all this effort out and with no return yeah yeah and then you would get one there was one set in particular uh it was fairly early on that I was getting really down and I came I was walking with a friend of mine actually I met um, my second fourth one fourth stranger Scott uh, I still keep in touch with him to this day. I keep in touch with a few strangers. Well, that's nice. Uh, yeah. But Scott's a, Scott's become a really good friend and a good mentor. He's a professional photographer and very willing to share his knowledge. So it's been a really amazing. That was one of the unexpected outcomes. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyways, walking with him, and we came around the corner. And there was these two girls ahead, and this one girl had this great black hat on, bright red lipstick, and they were, you know, clearly from a distance we can see they were clearly very upbeat and um, I said to Scott I said, I'm gonna go talk I'm gonna go ask them and at this point I was feeling very low I had four I'd had four rejections in a row like I'm, I'm mentally emotionally kind of spent um, it sounds kind of I, I say that and I always kind of cringe because it sounds kind of cheesy but it's true and I went to talk to these girls and it was like getting a shot of adrenaline right to the heart it was they were so upbeat they were so giddy it was like this crazy photo shoot. They would pose, and, I, and then they'd come look at my camera, and we'd all laugh at their goofy, you know, antics that they were doing. And then we'd shoot some more, and I got a couple of you know really good portraits of them. I my my style was to to not generally not let people smile, mm-hmm. um, or just a uh, not a somber look, but a neutral look. And I started that way, and then the the smiley people inevitably can't not smile exactly yeah you have just and then it's much more natural so it made all those prior rejections just all worthwhile yeah gone they're just gone yeah. it was it was like a different day and then that e that later that evening as i was going home i saw another um somebody else another this uh girl i think she was in high school and she had this these gorgeous blue eyes and just a fresh look and because of that afternoons um photo shoot with those two girls, uh, Galora and Aisha was the, were their names. Um, it just, your mood is so lifted and it was like walking on air and, it, and you just felt, okay, I'm going to talk to this girl. But had I not had those two in the afternoon, I probably would have went, mm-hmm. left this yeah. 
the afternoon opportunity slipped me by. Gave you the, the confidence. Wow, that's that's awesome. So at first you were not having conversations with those people. You didn't ask them questions or anything. Uh, you were pretty much just asking to make a portrait and then no, you'd move no, on. No, always conversation. Always conversation? Always, okay. yeah. It was, it was part of that. So I would say like if you know, for the for people listening and that they're contemplating this kind of thing. And it, it's an extra step and a little bit more difficult for sure. But it, I, to me, it was so much more worth the effort to have a five-second, five-minute conversation, a 30-second conversation, and find out a little bit about those people. Because it, when you start asking them about themselves, people don't mind talking about themselves. I found um, I have yet it was just like maybe two in my hundred that were pretty shy and didn't say much. Um, but it, it relaxes them pretty quickly yeah. and you just never know. You just never know what they'll say and what, like I've had people tell me just some pretty personal struggles and just they, they were having a bad day and, you know, they, they left with a smile on their face. And one girl said, you know, what's the best thing that's happened to you? And she's like, this, getting my, you taking my photo today has been yeah. the best thing that's happened to me today. Making, making them feel special. And I always say that when, yeah. I, um, when I, I, I teach workshops and, and people have never done a street portrait. So, you know, the ideal situation, you and your subject would leave with a smile on their face. And because it, it's going to be heartwarming, it's going to be a good experience for both. And, uh, and that's usually the case. Yeah, people exactly. feel very flattered to be photographed, and uh, that's awesome. Now, um, so well, usually, yeah, I've had a few people, I'm not photogenic. I'm like, really? Yeah, I'm the photographer. I wouldn't have approached you if you weren't. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, yeah, you tell them, I, 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 I saw you. It, there's something interesting about you. That's yeah. why, yeah, yeah. I've had a few debates, mm-hmm. and I've only lost a couple. One, <laughs> I've lost. So now you were you are now involved in the Humans of Calgary. So yeah. you're the new uh, Brandon Stanton of uh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that come about? This project, I started okay. um, somewhere along the line. Someone asked me, one of my strangers, um, actually fairly early on. He's like, "Are you on Instagram?" I'm like, "No." I you know gave kind of a mumble but excuse. And then I finished, and I'm like, you know, Instagram's what all the cool kids are doing these days. So I. You know, maybe I'll post these. So I ended up post, started posting them. And um, the Humans of Calgary in here, our project is is a team effort. Um, there's three of us that are involved right now. Um, and we've actually opened it up to the community and trying to get more community involvement. Because to me, that's what it's about, is to build community. Uh, it's less about, well, unfortunately, it's less, excuse me, less about the portraiture, even though, that's my focus and really about building community. Yeah. Um, anyway, one of the, one of the team members saw my stuff and he really liked it. And he said, you know, you know if you'd like it, I would really be happy if you shot for the humans of Calgary as well. So it was a direct result of this, seeing my stuff on Instagram. So, nice. So what's, uh, what are the guidelines? Um, nothing really They're The only thing that they want is, is similar to, to uh, Stanton's project is they want a little, like a quote of some description. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, I struggle with that the most. I don't, I love, you know, am I talking to, well, once I 
get to the point, I don't mind talking to people, but it's uh, getting something quotable and something that I did not do through my project. I just talked to people and wherever the conversations flowed, they went. Mm-hmm. And this, this Humans of Calgary um, requirement has been difficult because uh, you feel like you, you need to get something quotable out of them and it puts a lot of odd pressure. So um, I've recently just went, you know what, I'll just go shoot people and if I get a quote, something interesting that they say out of it, so be it. If they don't, they won't go up on that site. I'll just shoot for myself because I think part of my struggle in the last couple of months, I actually took a month off of photography. I put my camera down and just took a break, studied some, got some books on photography and studied those for a while. Um, and part of this, I think, I'm looking back, I think part of the struggle was that restriction. So I'm needing a quote. Uh, putting too much pressure on on the process, so I've removed it from my process, and it it's the pre- the the it's a relief. Mm-hmm. Is what I say. So if, for people that are looking to do this kind of project, you know, put some requirements on it. Um, you know, I I prefer to the the landscape uh, aspect ratio. I prefer tight headshots. So that's my so what I went for. Put something like that on yourself, but. And then I would definitely encourage people to uh, talk to talk to their subjects. Yeah. Um, there's so much to be gained by talking to them, more than for them. Like as a yeah. outside of photography, just as a human being, it's worth the effort. But mm-hmm. don't go too. Don't put too many restraints because too much will cramp your creativity. And at least it did for me. And I, yeah. I can't. You know, I would imagine it would, especially when it's if it's if you struggle with approaching people. No, too much is too much. Yeah, yeah. Baby steps. Yeah, for sure. I would like to take a minute to thank our sponsor for this episode of Street Focus, and that's our good friends over at FreshBooks. Working as a freelance photographer can be very stressful at times. I mean, the pressure is on. You need to consistently meet your client's expectation and go well above and beyond that. And there is nothing more frustrating than a client who doesn't pay you on time. That's why I'm happy to introduce you to FreshBooks, because it's the simple online accounting software that helps thousands of photographers like you and me save time billing and get paid faster. Creating and sending invoices online is really easy, and you can capture and track your expenses right from your smartphone. And if you're like me, your smartphone is really like your office at all times. And the fact that FreshBooks is so easy to use is super important to me because I'm a creative and numbers are not my favorite things in the world. And if I can uh, remove that component from my workflow, uh, I'll be a lot happier and I'll, I'll make better work because I'm focusing on what really matters and that's making photographs. So I highly recommend you check them out. All you need is an email address and it's totally free for the first 30 days. Just go to freshbooks.com slash streetfocus to enter street focus in the how did you hear about us section. It's that easy. So, Mark, um, what what else? Book? Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. I I decided that this was a, a big enough effort and a big enough um, accomplishment for myself that I was going to put it into a, a book. So I'm going to – I've been 
laying it out in uh, just through Lightroom's blur or book module, so to print through blurb. And it took me about um, 10 minutes to put the pictures together, and it's taking me about six months to get the text. Work. <laughs> yeah. so I'm getting really close, but it's a it's an amazing amount of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's three or four edit, three, four, five edits through. Um, just I the module is limiting me to uh, 250-ish words. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So some of my stories were longer. Like I, a lot of my, especially early on, it was a lot more description of, of my mental, like it's kind of like a journal is what it turned out to be um, online on the Flickr site where a description of, of what I was going through as part of this, because it, it was a huge mental effort. And then a little bit about the person, depending on what the attraction was like. But for the book, bl- for the book, I had to trim that significantly so it's been a challenge yeah <laughs> so, but but fun and and so rewarding oh yeah. when it's all when it's all done yeah for sure and so uh, has your work been shown anywhere yet in uh, in your community uh not yet although i was talking to a friend of the family she works at a, a salon and uh, i kind of tossed the idea out a few months ago i said hey Maybe you know would your would your the owner be interested? Do you think the owner would be interested in uh, putting up some street shots, just um, some of my street photography? You know, this it's kind of the trendy thing to do. And I think this you know would suit this environment to have that um, sort of urban feel. Mm-hmm. And so finally, we had a chance to talk with the owner, and uh, she was into it. And when yes. I went to talk to her, I, I was I was supposed to talk to her a week later than I did. But things changed and I ended up going a week earlier. So I had less prints with me than I intended to have. So I had like two street prints and 101 stranger portraits. Mm-hmm. So she's flipping through the stranger portraits and, you know, making comments and whatever. And then um, she liked the street. She liked the, the, the portraiture. And so we were talking, well, you know, would you be into this? She's so, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd really like this in, in here. I think it would look really good. And then... So I'm like, well, what, you know, what do you think? And, and she's like, well, I'm thinking probably about 10, uh, 10 shots. And I think I'd like eight of these portraits. So I'm like, oh, I went in thinking I was going to put street photos up and she wanted eight of my stranger portraits. So that was a bit surprising. So they're going to be eight people are going to be displayed in this uh, salon. Fun. Um, shortly. I got, I got the prints back there. I made them uh, 11 by 14. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm gonna put them in some frames. I found just simple black and white yeah. frames. So that's that'll be up in a couple within a couple of weeks. That's, that's awesome. Um, now, what would be fun is an exhibit of all hundred portraits and yes. everybody invited. Ah, yeah. I I would love to invite everybody. I only have contacts for like maybe ten people. They yeah. only about ten people contacted me back. I. I should. I guess I should have said when I started. I made little uh, contact cards sure. with my email address and the Flickr site, so they could go look. And yeah, I think about ten people contacted me mm-hmm. uh, through that. Uh, yeah, about that. So I, I was planning actually when I released the book, I was going to email everybody that I could um, and say, "Hey, look, I made a book. If you're interested to take a look at it, uh, here's yeah. the link for the PDF, or you can." actually going to make it into a little magazine style so it's a lot cheaper to reproduce sure yeah oh i look uh, forward to seeing that you received some sad news recently tell us a little uh, bit about yeah. that if you if you want 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, actually, I, yeah, I will because it's it was a little bit surprising. Um, I got contacted through Instagram uh, late last week, last Thursday, and letting me know that one of my strangers passed away on the 19th of February. And I'm like, it's just shocking. And it was, uh, his name is Ben, uh, Benjamin. And he was uh, early on in the project, uh, number five. And it was a guy that I'd met on the street. It's actually, he was one of the lucky, my lucky encounters. I saw him and I didn't have time to stop him. And I, then I saw him about a week and a half later. And I stopped him on the street and he was a super friendly guy. And, uh, you know, I said, hey, can I take your picture? He's like, oh yeah, man, whatever. What do you want me to do? Let's Let's do this. And so... I had a, quite a long photo session with him, and he was really upbeat. And he was like, "Oh, you should come meet my band. I do uh, hip hop music, and all my friends are really cool. We should do a thing." And it just never worked out. And then I got this news almost a year, almost like a year, just a week less than I think. I, I think I shot him in early March. Um, so almost a year to the day. Almost a year to the day. And March wow. March fifth, uh, and he died on March uh, February nineteenth of the next year. And you know, I'm just talking about it now. It starts to choke me up. Yeah. You know, these these connections. Yeah. For me, because of that, like I was saying before, that emotional expenditure um, to talk to people, it deeply connected to these people, even though I barely know them. But so much of your of of me went into the encounter mm-hmm. and into the photo that I was I was really impacted. I, I couldn't believe how impacted I was. I was very sad saddened by this. Yeah. You know, more than just more than just you would be with if someone that you barely knew passed away. Like Yeah. Well yeah, because you had that connection. Now were you able to um communicate with the family at all and give them a picture? A little bit, but they you know I had Ben was one of the ones that contacted me. In fact, he sent oh, me an okay. email about 20 minutes after I started <laughs> and said, hey, I really like that photo. He so like I a fun it. guy. Yeah, he was, he was awesome. And so he had the photo. He posted on Facebook right away. Cool. Apparently, I've been told his family really liked that photo. They, um, <clears throat> they ended up going to my Flickr site and downloading the um, a higher res image not full res unfortunately and, I, and they had sent me an email or a facebook message and i didn't receive it in time which made me even more sad but they printed this picture they they actually made a it's huge it's got to be like 24 by 16 or 24 by 20 print on this poster with his name and his whole family signed it There's his picture wow. is on his brother's facebook page like a hundred times like he, this image has been out there as memorial to Ben more than I ever could have imagined. <clears throat> that, that's awesome because, you know, I mean, we as adults, we rarely have our portraits done. You know, I mean, we yeah. do, we, we have our children photographed regularly. And then as adults, you know, who has a recent portrait of themselves? So um, I'm sure the family will value that, that cherish that picture for forever. Yeah, they, they, they seem to. It was, yeah. it was pretty touching, actually, that yeah. I was able to, you know, just, Through, through what may have been considered a random encounter yep. at one point, but now looking back, you know, was it so random? Exactly. Yeah, let's we'll say you know, that family now has a, you know, a, a without sounding like boastful, you know, pretty a decent picture of him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's And, great. Um, yeah. So, any any last tip you could give someone who is going to embark in such a project? 
<laughs> um, push past the fear. Um, yeah. Push past the fear. You will. Like, if you're hesitating, you're you're likely just scared. Um, I know I'm still scared. It's still, I still get butterflies in my stomach. I still, you know, hands slightly tremble. Yeah. You do a couple, and and if you start talking to people, um, you'll you'll it may take you a few to start to realize that, you know, they're just people. They're and for the most part, they're friendly. And pay attention, like I don't know. I think maybe I'm more of an intuitive. I am a more intuitive type of uh, person. So sometimes what I look for and when I don't connect, when the, for the ones that I do connect with, there may be something more than just looks. There may be something, uh, I guess, in your spirit that says, hey, you know, the, that little the little nudge, like Benjamin, you know, something, yeah. something tracks you. Talk to them. Talk to people. I, I, I can't guarantee it, but I would – be surprised if it doesn't uh, affect you deeply and move you. Like if you, you know, if you're an artist, we artists are in tune with different things. You know, we, we look for aesthetic, but because there's beauty in it and there's beauty in people, mm -hmm. if you, uh, if you'll dig a little bit for it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Now, where can people go to see more of your work, Mark? Uh, they can check out my website, uh, CanadianPortraitist.com. Well, that's uh, easy enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine uh, suggested. He's like, hey, this website's available. You should take that. So, yeah, it's all my street portraiture is on there. Great. Um, And I will, yeah. I will put um, the links on the show notes as well as um, a, a selection of all those portraits and, uh, and certainly one of, of Ben's uh, for sure. Um, That's awesome. That'd be great. Well, thanks again, Mark. And I, 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 you know, I had heard your story before, but I'm just thrilled that we did this and uh, it's inspiring. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will, uh, We'll get started on a, on a project and uh, get out of a rut or something because I yeah. think that's the, that, that's what started it. And look yeah. at what it's, it's done to you. I mean, it's basically changed your life in it many has. ways. Mm -hmm. It has. Totally. Yeah. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you for having me on to talk about it. I, it's, I have a hard time talking about some of these things, but this project I can talk about because uh, it means a lot to me. Great. Thanks, Mark. And we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. I would like again to thank our sponsor for this episode, and that's our friends at FreshBooks. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show and check out all the images, um, a collection of the images from Mark's project. And then share the love and tell your friends about Street Focus on social media. My name is Valérie Jardin, and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets.